Welcome to episode 245 of the Actual Astronomy Podcast. This is the Binocular Mounts Edition. I'm Chris and joining me is Shane. We are amateur astronomers who love looking up at the night sky and this podcast is for anybody else who likes going out under the stars. So Shane, we did a binocular episode back in number 223. Um, people can reference that if they want more details on binocular observing. But since that time, we've had several... Um, inquiries from listeners about binocular mounts. So since we're doing summer shorts, hey, why not just spend 10 minutes and talk about binocular mounts with people to uh, to sort of help address those uh, those questions? What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Um, you know, binocular mounts is an interesting topic because there's a lot of different options out there. Um, what do you think about you know, when, when do you need a mount for binoculars? Because I don't know if all binos require it. Um, so what would you say about that? Yeah, well, first, maybe I'll just give a quick note on binoculars. So it's kind of one of those things that um, people may not originally think of using for astronomy. So we tend to recommend a good beginner binocular or, or and I shouldn't even say beginner binocular, that, that's the wrong way to put it, but um, like a base set of either like a seven by 35 or an eight by 40 or an eight by 42 or something like that, because they're small hand holdable and you don't typically need to mount like a seven by 35 or an eight by 40 at all. Do you like, I mean, mine might have a binocular mount with them, but I've never bothered because they're so nice, light and portable that it really is astronomy with optics in its most simple form. Is, is that a fair way to put it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it maybe even depends how you use the binoculars. Like for me, binoculars are usually like a quick grab, have a look at the sky, get oriented, and then, you know, go on to a telescope. Um, if I was going to make uh, an entire observing session, just strictly binoculars, I might even mount eight by 42s just to get them as stable as possible. Um, but one of the appealing uh, factors with binoculars is you can just lean back in a chair and sort of observe, you know, in a very comfortable position. So, um, you know, having a mount for that, kind of uh, gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, I know that's true. And uh, one of the things that I do find people um, can, can travel down, unfortunately, is getting some of these smaller, larger binoculars um, a little bit too quick. And the binoculars are fine, but then you see somebody trying to handhold like a 15 by 70 and some people trying to convince you that it's, that it's good. But I, I just think that the images when you do that are just so wobbly and you can only hold them for such short periods of time um, it just, it's just not worth it. Um, it's better to have like a smaller wide field binocular, but if you're going to go to something like that, um, there's sort of a few different levels. So, you know, in that sort of 10, uh, to 15 power range, when you're in sort of the 50 millimeter and, and above sort of 50 to 70 millimeters, you, you can just get one of those, um, I don't know what they're, they're just like a standard binocular, um, tripod adapter kind of looks like a little L, like a very small L, like a piece of angle iron or something like that. Is that, is that a good way to put it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great description. Yeah. They're very small. I think you used to be able to get them for $15 when I was first into astronomy. Probably now they're going to run you with inflation, 3000. No, uh, it's going to run you about 20 or 25 bucks. I think is that about right. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, just had a cough there. Okay, oh. so um, yeah, that's a dramatic pause. Now we're going to really talk about binoculars here, folks. We're, gonna, we're, through, we're through the looking glass. All right, so um, that's kind of like the basic way to mount a pair of like 10 by 50. So when I first got into astronomy, 
and uh, I, was, I was young and I was an athlete. And even at that point, and I was like going to the gym like five or six days a week, I found that I had a lot of trouble holding still a 10 by 50 enough uh, to look at the nighttime sky. And so one of the first things I did was go get one of those little L adapters and a uh, uh, little little uh, tripod adapter and use that um, with those 10 by 50s. And that was just great. Um, but if, if you go up in size, you can kind of still use that same sort of L adapter up until about 70 millimeters. And then um, you're going to need something larger. But before we get on to that, you actually made something that I think is awesome. So you and I have gone through um, and purchased some more vintage binoculars and some of them don't have um, a binocular um, tripod adapter. Some of these older binoculars are small, low power, but they're pretty heavy. And Shane, you built us these really, really cool binocular holders, I guess is the way to put it, um, out of scrap wood and some some rubber you had lying around. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so it, it's it was basically, I think it was just a, a leftover two by four and then uh, cut, cut it in about a length of say six or seven inches um, and then cut the contour of the two by four to kind of fit a uh, binocular. Now, it, I don't know if I'm doing a great job of describing this to, uh, to allow listeners to visually understand, you know, what's going on. Um, but if you go to Burlabac's website, they have a binocular mount that this design is basically, it, it's the same thing, right? It's just kind yeah. of angling the wood to fit the contour of a binocular. Um, and then you drill a little hole in the bottom uh, to allow, um, or, or to put in like basically a bolt that would allow it to attach to uh, like a photographic tripod. Um, yeah. And then you're, you're made in the shade. It works really well. Yeah. I was surprised how well these work. Um, you put like the, it's, it's flat across the bottom. Like you said, then it's got like a shallow angle. I don't know what it is like 20 degrees or 25 degrees or something. And then you put like these little rubber mats on it. And so the binocular will almost stay put and then she made like these little safety seat belts for our binoculars. They're, it's I would say it's cute, but it's not cute. And uh, and that kind of really makes sure that the binocular stays on there. And uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed using mine. And I'll even put mine on um, uh, my tripod or or other um, mounts that, that I have. And that's a really great way to mount a pair of binoculars that doesn't come with the uh, center threaded hole. So if you're going to use one of these little L um, bracket adapters and most binoculars come with this, they're going to have like a little cap between the barrels. Usually they'll have like a logo, like if it's Celestron or something, have like the little uh, orange Mars swish or whatever, you can unthread that. And then there's, it's going to reveal like a little threaded hole. And uh, that's where you attach the, the, uh, the L adapter, but some binoculars don't have the ability to mount them that way. And, um, and in this case, you can, you can just build up one of these little things for how, how much do you think that would cost somebody to do? And what do you, what do you Oh, I would, I would say under $10, if you have some scrap wood in your garage, um, not very much at all. It's pretty simple, pretty basic. Yeah. Maybe you can tweet out, a, uh, an, an image of that would be awesome. Um, and so, yeah, you can even use that up to maybe like about, I don't know. What do you think? I think I, I think I've put my 60 millimeters on it and, uh, 20 by sixties was, I have a very light pair of 20 by sixties and, uh, and it works, it works very well with those had to be just a little bit more careful with them, but 20 by 60 is kind of where the utility on that runs out. But I think that's kind of what you made it for primarily was, was my 20 by sixties, which, uh, which uh, I don't think have a threaded hole, but works really well with them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I think they'll support just about any binocular. Um, it, it really gets to a point where it's more about like your, um, like the, the mount head on the tripod and the tripod itself as well. Uh, if you start mm-hmm. getting into some real heavy duty binoculars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's sort of a coincidental that, that we're doing this. I actually made up this episode. I made it, this is like just one of these weird coincidences that happened, made up this episode on binocular mounts. And I'm sure my neighbor wondered why I was so, was a little bit weirded out when he actually, I was walking back, we made up the episode, went out for a walk last night. And on the way back, my next door neighbor here had a pair of 25 by hundreds out. They were undermounted on a tripod, just oh, wow. using the standard tripod adapter and, and uh, went over and chatted to him. And he was asking about binocular mounts. Isn't that strange? <laughs> What a coincidence. <laughs> and I was like thinking, you know, he doesn't know that I do this podcast or anything. And yeah, I had them sort of just pointed across the lake. And I think he looks at the stars. And he does, I think he does like a little bit of astronomy. Hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was really, yeah, it was really kind of neat. And uh, so he knows I'm into astronomy big time. And so he's asking me a little bit about it. I was like, well, he was, he bought a new mount, but um, uh, a new tripod, but I don't know what it is exactly. So I'm kind of curious. He said he bought it from Germany. Um, kind of c- curious to see what what it is when it uh, when it does arrive. Um, but anyway, so if you're if you are getting a, a bigger pair of binoculars, and I did this once, I bought a pair of uh, twenty two by hundreds that had a two point eight degree field of view, and um, I needed to mount them up. And so I'd always thought that I would get like a big parallelogram mount or something like that. We'll go into that in a second, but. Um, I had a microstar, but Universal Astronomics, which is which is just a little alt as mount, and so I contacted uh, the person who who ran the company and about um, maybe what would be the best way to mount my twenty two by hundreds. And he said, "Oh, don't buy anything fancy. I'll just send you this L bracket." So Larry, who ran Universal Astronomics, I wish he charged more for his stuff, and I wish he charged me more for his stuff because he doesn't make as much of it anymore, and he, he works for somebody else. Um, and he just sent me an L bracket, I, like for no charge or for shipping charge or something. And uh, I just was able, I'm just able to slip that into like uh, any of my Aldaz mounts and actually mount up my 22 by 100s for basically no additional cost. It works on a variety of mounts, so. Um, I think I've had them out once or twice. You've seen that arrangement. I don't use it that much because honestly, I find really huge binoculars um, more of a pain to use than uh, than just setting up a telescope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The uh, the bigger binoculars can can be a little more involved. Yeah, so you can get these large L brackets and uh, sort of custom mounts. And I have a parallelogram mount. I'm going to talk about those next. And oftentimes I see people go from having, um, say, like a like a 60 or 70 millimeter or 50 millimeter binocular right up to like these 100 millimeter, 80 or 100 millimeter binoculars. And then they try to mount those on these parallelogram mounts. But I actually find putting them on like this uh, sort of large L adapter and it sits sideways and it kind of uh, fits into your dovetail uh, plate clamp on your Altaz mount, and then it kind of hangs underneath the binocular, and the binocular is screwed in there. It's a little bit futsy to set up, um, and uh, and I think it just it just works so well because it keeps the binocular really close to the mount, so you don't need to have like a big um, counterweight contraption or anything like that. 
And uh, you can't really just sort of stand out like you can with a parallelogram mount and sort of point them all over the sky. Um, but I feel like that's pretty awkward to do with uh, really big binoculars anyway. So I feel like that actually works really, really well for uh, for the large binoculars. And that's sort of my preferred way of doing it because a huge parallelogram mount is going to be a huge uh, pain to, to use, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um you you certainly have more experience in this uh, part of the astronomy. I you know I do have some binoculars, but mine are mostly all lightweight and quite small. So um, you know I don't I don't really have much of a binocular mount other than that wood kind of creation yeah. that you referenced earlier. So and so I'm going to move on to uh, parallelogram mounts. So you've seen my parallelogram mount before and used yeah, that a little yeah. bit. So yeah. maybe like. Uh, I, I might go a little too deep. So what does it look like generally? Like what is the parallel? Like it, it looks very yeah. different than anything else. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's quite large. It, um, it has like two main bars, like a top bar and a bottom bar. And then they're joined kind of on either end, you know, with uh, two smaller bars, I guess that kind of create the parallelogram shape. Yeah. Um, kind of has it like a couple hinges. Yeah. And then you mount the binoculars on one side, you'll have a counterweight on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, and it probably is, you know, arguably the best mount for large binoculars because it can handle the weight. Um, it allows you to quickly, you know, move the binoculars almost as if there wasn't a mount there, you know, you yeah. can kind of, you know, do whatever you need to do to change angles and stuff. And it's, it's pretty simple. Um, but I think the neatest thing with a parallelogram mount is like, you know, you and I are different heights. So yeah, you can find an object in your binoculars and then say, Hey, Shane, come have a look. I just move it up to my height and, and it's, it's right there. It's there. Yeah. yeah. And, and conversely, if you had a, you know, a small, you know, small child or a young child with you, you just move it down to their height and they're looking at the same object then it's, yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah, I I bought it for my uh, 10 by 70s, which are really heavy 10 by 70s. They're about a six pound binocular, maybe a five pound. And the one that I bought is sort of a lighter weight parallelogram mount. And I used it a lot for a few years when I first got those, but it it's a lot to set up. It's it's more of a thing to set up than any of my telescopes that I that I currently use. Um I think it's almost right up there with having like a, like a 12 inch Dobsonian or it's pretty close to it. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's halfway between our, our simple portable uh, refractors and my Schmidt Newt and, uh, and a 12 inch Dobsonian with truss poles that you have to set up. I, I think it's about halfway in between the complexity of setting that up because you have to kind of set up the tripod. You have to make like, you have to be very careful where you put it because you're going to walk around a big circle around it. So if you sit up next to a ditch, well, you're going to be moving that pretty quick and you can't move it all at once. You have to dismantle it and then put it together again. You have to put the, uh, I forget the order it goes on, but you have to put the uh, parallelogram mount on, then you load the weight, then you have to load the binoculars. And I think there's like a way I did it where I kind of tied it off. Or if I have somebody there, like you almost need like another person there to, to help out with it, to make sure that it, things don't go flying when you're loading the heavy side first without anything on the other end. Yeah. It's just, just a little bit more complexity. And, uh, I actually find that with, um, with my parallelogram mount, um, 
even with the 70 millimeters, it, it was a bit much, but actually I like it. And the thing I like it most with is using the wooden block that you made, Shane, and a smaller pair of binoculars, because mm -hmm. uh, then it's really easy to just kind of uh, pan around the, the nighttime sky. But you can get really big parallelogram mounts to take like the 100 millimeter binoculars or so. Um, but by the time you're investing in one of those, I, I think they're into the several hundreds of dollars anyway. And uh, I think to get a really good one, you're probably pushing a, a thousand bucks. So you really have to be a binocular aficionado to uh, to want to go to to something like that. But one thing and I, I didn't put on our list here is uh, the mounting of uh, like little binocular telescopes. Like when Brian Ventrudo was on, he was talking about having a, a APM 100 millimeter binocular telescope. And I think most of those are on like a little uh, swing mount or a custom hinge mount of some sort. Eh? They, they're, they're a slightly different mount still. Yeah. The, if anybody's familiar with the, uh, like the teleview, what do they call them? Um, the Gibraltar mounts or their panoramic mounts. It's similar to yeah. that where there's like a cradle that the yes. uh, bino telescope sits in and, you know, it, it pan, it, it can pan all around. Um, and, uh, they're pretty effective. The, you know, the, like Brian Van Trudeau, uh, spoke very highly of this setup. Um, Mark Radici, uh, has a binoscope that he spoke quite yeah. highly of as well. Um, so I think yeah. that they work quite, quite effectively. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. Like, um, I think that's the best way to have your, your really large binoculars set up. I think the L bracket is good too. Um, the thing I like about the large L bracket with my hundred millimeters, which are just straight through and they're pretty inexpensive, uh, like $250, uh, 22 by hundreds is that, um, you know, you're able to raise and lower them to really nice heights. Whereas um, with these custom swing brackets, you really need to have those 45 or 90 degree um, eyepiece angles uh, so that you can kind of look down and, and not have to raise the rig up and down so much. So that's uh, that's sort of the, the other way to uh, to have those. But you uh, you haven't taken the plunge yet, but I think you've been thinking about a, a binocular telescope. And how would you mount it if, if you, you went down that road? Yeah. If, if I was to do this, I would, um, like, like if I think the APM bino telescopes are, I don't know if they're the only ones available, but I think they're, they're, um, maybe the best ones available, you know, for sort of, uh, my price range anyway. Um, I would just get the matching mount that APM sells. Um, so, you know, I'd end up with that cradle style and, uh, that's how I would do it. Yeah. I've played around with binoculars a lot, folks, and I got to say that the handheld binocular, that wins hands down. When it comes to binocular astronomy, to me, it's it's all about the 7x35, kind of like the 8x40, 8x42 is is really, really the sweet spot um, in that Nikon, Nikon um, Action Extreme format because I think that that gives you the best optics for the best price, with the best weight, with the best uh, durability, and, uh, you know, I, I think that that really is the winner and, uh, and these, these other ones that, that vary in size and quality, I think that you, you can kind of get stacked against you, but some people just really love that binocular experience. I can, I can appreciate that. And, uh, hopefully once I get, um, even a, even a better permanent setup here for all my gear, then, uh, I'll be mounting up those 22 by hundreds, uh, for sure. But, uh, but again, they almost seem like an observatory class uh, instrument, um, you know, really once you get much beyond, uh, 
you know, the small handheld or the small uh, tripod adapter range of, of binocular. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, with that, Shane, didn't know if you had anything else to, uh, to add to this episode. No, Chris, that is all. All right. Well, thanks, Shane. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're always excited to get your, uh, your show ideas and be sure to subscribe. You can reach us at actualastronomy at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you are interested in more information, would like to contact us, or if you would like to support the podcast, check out our website, actualastronomy.com.